Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the lovely fire. It is kind of chilly in here. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, once again in the hosting chair as Jocelyn is uh, busy with wedding stuff. She will be returning next week. And But, but today I'm joined by uh, Ben, good friend of mine who I've met for the first time not too long ago. Ben, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I'm, first of all, incredibly honored to be here. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, I got to say, it's, you know, very humbling to try to, you know, fill in Jocelyn's seat because, well, I mean, nobody can do that, really. <laughs> Especially since she's just out in the world and, and enjoying life right now. It's true. She is. I, we, she's kind of coming, coming back from her post-wedding adventures and uh, she she took the night off because she hasn't really been playing games. She's been celebrating uh, her her wedding and all that fun stuff. And we had a great time. So it, the the wedding was on Saturday. You and I, uh, as well as Nevermore, I met both you and Nevermore for the first time in, in Toronto, and that was a lot of fun. I was really looking forward to it because I I'd asked Jocelyn like about the guest list and who was coming, and I knew you and Nevermore were coming. I was like, okay, sweet, I can't wait. Because I think we've had opportunities to meet each other in yeah. person, and it's just it was like like passing in the wind, like never uh, uh, Nertacular was probably one because I think you guys have gone to a majority of them, haven't you? We've gone to a few. Um, I, I think our first one was the last time that they were at Noah's, which I mm-hmm. want to say was like twenty twelve or thirteen or something, and then uh, we did miss another one because we were moving apartments that exact same weekend. So we weren't able to make it. But other than that, we've been there and mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where there's so many people that sometimes you don't know who is who or where everybody is, or it, at least in the, the first one or two that we went to, we didn't really know a lot of the community yet. So it's just like, we might've been in the same place, but didn't really know each other. True. And, 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 uh, you know, thanks to, to Jocelyn. Now we've, We've been able to connect, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So the wedding was, uh, and, and again, like I think when Jocelyn's come, Jocelyn comes back on. I don't know if, I don't know if she's been she's been living that wedding for the last year. Like I remember when I got <laughs> married, it was like basically you spent a whole year planning it, a whole year pouring your life and soul into it, and you have a great time. And then you're kind of like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put that behind us for a little bit, and then once we get our photos back, we can we can live through it uh, once again. But I mean to talk a little bit about it. It was it was very geeky. Like we had a lot. So you and I and a bunch of other fine folks were were at the Rocket League table, and yep. <laughs> uh, we we spent a good majority of dinner discussing uh, the finer points of video game uh, or music because that that's what was playing in the background, sort of like a a lounge version of all these Mario and Zelda and, and Final Fantasy tunes. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, it, fantastic. And I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I love Matt. I love Jocelyn so much. Mm-hmm. But that music was one of the highlights of that wedding. Just <laughs> I know that a lot of time and effort was actually put into, you know, selecting it and everything. So being able to experience that and every now and then like a certain song would come on and then just like looking across the venue at Matt and his, his eyes connect with me. And I'm just like, ah! he's like, yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, I recognize something that, you know, not a lot of people did or, or something like that. It, that it, it's like the little tiny touches that they had everywhere mm-hmm. just made it just so much more exciting. And like you could geek out about everything going on at the wedding. Yeah, the, they had these great centerpieces, these lanterns that kind of had. Uh, so there were these lanterns with sort of shadow art on them to depict different 
you know, geek culture. So you had Mario, you had your Zelda, but you also had your Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, and that sort of thing. And as I said, we were at the Rocket League table, and I think one poor Matt. Uh, Rocket League's a great game, man. Don't get it, me wrong. It is. Uh, but it was funny because the only only one person put their name in. Uh, actually, two people, but but David was the one that won. It was uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I call him Kearney, but uh, Matt's brother. Uh, so he had won that one. Um, we had had Manny, so Manny of Farazaroth was was at our table, and we had him sort of scope out the other tables and like get the skinny on on how many. So basically, these centerpieces you could win them through a draw, and there was this little box you could put your name in to to be entered in the draw. So Manny was going around, and he was talking to all the tables, and he went, and we just wanted him to go in quickly ask like how many people have put their name in and then move on but he was he was having like oh he was schmoozing yeah. he was uh, basically selling himself to the table and <laughs> i don't know if it was just in the hopes to you know get in good and mm-hmm. and uh, really get that information or but i mean he's a really charismatic guy so i can oh, yeah. totally see him just you know, yeah, just being a cool guy yeah and and he uh when he was going around he, he was learning a lot of the, you know uh, the the levels of sort of enthusiasm for for each lantern. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, the D and D table was was pretty hot. Like you go you go near that thing, and and uh, that table was was you were trying you were leaving with you know you know fingers missing because they were they were not happy if, if you were going near their lantern box. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and, and I mean the idea behind that D and D lantern I think is one of the coolest that were mm-hmm. that was there. Um, I'm not gonna go into it just because you know we'll let jocelyn tell that story yeah. but um let's just say that there was a personal connection for some people yeah there was a lot of really great sort of touches for the like from a geek culture from a video game culture and again like, I, I think you're absolutely right when jocelyn's back on the show next week we can talk a bit about it but something that jocelyn was not aware of that you and i experienced at this wedding was the magic of table six and yes. how we we coined this phrase, I think, was uh, you just got table sixed, you know? Yep. And <laughs> so we had, so not to name drop, but we had we already mentioned we had Manny, uh, Ben, myself, mm-hmm. Ashley, uh, as well as Nevermore, but also Garrett of uh, the Angry Chicken fame, and also Eric Van Skyhawk of mm-hmm. uh, App Slappy fame, now of Twitter fame. Uh, that's where, where I where I see him, and then also we had Sebastian, who uh, was the boyfriend of the maid of honor, I believe. So we had I mean, this. It, it really was the best table. It was the best table. It, it was uh, it was table six, you know, and we had this thing where we quickly bond bonded over the fact that we were table six, and we we had a strong unit. There was a moment there where we only almost turned on one of our own. We almost we almost table sixed. Uh, uh, Eric Van Skyhawk, but then we we quickly realized no, with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly, and you do not table six your own. Uh, no, but because it, there's, here's the thing: if you table six your own, then no <laughs> one is safe. Nothing is sacred. No, I, I think I believe the words that Nevermore quoted afterwards were, "Well, I guess I'm not going to the bathroom if we're going to table six each other." So <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a it was a lot of fun. We talked a lot about WoW. We talked a lot about uh, you know a lot of other geeky stuff, and we just had a great time. There were board games, lots of great stuff at this wedding. So again, um, if you if you missed, so if you're looking for a recap, I, I believe uh, Nevermore is it quoted Nevermore on Twitter because she had a yep. huge huge 
amount of content coming out of that uh, that wedding. So if you want to, yeah, be she a part was of a, it. basically live tweeting the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, putting a, a couple of videos up, some pictures, and I mean, she did a really good job, actually. It, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I. Okay, so granted, she's not the wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. She's the wedding social mediaist. Yeah, she so. was the social media guru of of the wedding, uh, and that's a thing people still say. I, I often get called that at work, and it, it I cringe a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. But it was a really good. It was a really good recapture, and I ended up uh, the next day kind of going through a lot of her posts and looking at all the the fun videos and photos and. It was just, it was a really great time, and, and hopefully everyone at home enjoyed our stories of, of Table 6, and, uh, but we are going to talk about video games tonight as well. Uh, I'm curious, we mentioned WoW, you have a, a, a World of Warcraft podcast as well, Azeroth Roundtable, yes. you, you actually do it with uh, John Jagger, who was just on the show last week, right? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so I've kind of completed the circle. Um, but I'm curious with, you know, now, right about now with World of Warcraft is where I'm, I'm out, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a very, very casual WoW person in that I'll buy the expansion, I'll play for a couple months. And, and that's my relationship with the game because I played it way, way back in the day when it came out and it was, it holds a very special place for me in gaming history. So I always want to check back in, see the new stuff and then, you know, quietly step away. But right now, is it? Where is where is World of Warcraft in terms of its its stages? Are you in between content? Like, how's that going? See, that's kind of one of the weird things. So, okay, ever since Legion, mm-hmm. they, they've been pushing out content pretty fast. Like, Legion is, I think, the best example of what Blizzard can do to, you know, get content out. Like, as soon as things start feeling kind of, like, stale, all of a sudden, hey, there's a new patch, you know? There's not necessarily a new raid tier or something, but there's questing or storytelling. It, you know, something's going on. So with Battle for Azeroth, they've kind of kept that up a little bit. It, it, it slowed down a little compared to Legion, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. So currently, you know, I am on a raid team. I'm going through and, you know, you know, we're butting our heads against uh, bosses and everything. And we're just a friends and family team. So we're, you know, taking it at definitely our own pace. So, yeah. you know, we're definitely nowhere close to like world first on anything. You know, if anything, we're fighting for a world for last. But it's cool. We're having fun together, just enjoying all of our time and stuff. And so, I mean, that's one thing that keeps me logging in all the time with wow. Mm-hmm. But other content, there's not really a whole lot there other than like the big grind for everything. So it's one of those things where it's like a love hate kind of time because it's great because, you know, I get to go in, you know, hang out with my friends, have a lot of fun with that. And if I decide not to, or if, like if it's not a raid night, I either you know kind of jump in and like okay, well I could just do this thing that I've done five hundred times, or maybe level an alt, which I still need to finish leveling my alliance character to get that side of the story. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's incentive there at least. But what's been happening a lot with this expansion? I don't know why it's more than this one than any other, or maybe it's just the the whole landscape as it is. But I've been playing just a ton of other games, which like this early into an expansion would not happen with me like in any previous expansion. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's almost like the grinds there and I'm okay with not doing it this time because you know, the other things are kind of, you know, pulling my attention, but I always have that home back in wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, that's sort of how I feel with world of Warcraft is I know it'll always, I kind of take it for granted. 
you know, in, in the recent news from, you know, out of Blizzard Activision, and I know a lot of folks have, have talked uh, about that, uh, to, and I know we, I don't think we've av- actually talked about it in this show, and a lot of other people said it way better than, than, than yeah. I ever could, <laughs> um, but I kind of take World of Warcraft for granted, you know. I don't support it in the way a lot of folks do because I just don't have the time to to play it and play everything else. Um, But I I always go back, and I'm always happy to go back. Uh, Oftentimes I'm surprised how much much more it costs every time I go back, but um, that's (laughs) mostly due to the Canadian dollar. It really has nothing to do with with Blizzard, but... um, it's it's I always love going back to it and I always look forward to an expansion because that means I get to go back to it and and really enjoy it alongside all of all of my friends and you you nailed it like playing that game it's it's about the experience of the community playing with your friends playing with other people it's just not as fun on your own and I and I think that's where I kind of enjoy the launch of expansions because that's where it is most the most fun on your own uh, and, and I just, I, my schedules just never seem to, to, to sync up with, you know, other folks, but, you know, speaking of, of multiplayer, you, you've listed Anthem here. You said you were looking forward to Anthem. Obviously yes. we've, we've discussed that on, on this show. I played the, the demo and, you know, not to reiterate what was said before, but I was, I was hesitant and I was also not impressed with the fact that the story sections were very sluggish and very slow, kind of like grinding to a to a screeching halt of of the the fast paced combat. And I I did get my hands on the EA access. I I picked up EA access for like ninety nine cents for a month, so I have the ten hour trial. Not bad. And I have been playing it. And the story sections are still sluggish. However, my one concern about the story being a little like. Uh, un- not understandable because the demo puts you in. I'd, I'd say probably five hours in uh, the beginning. Okay, I was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah, because that's what was my concerns with the demo was that it, like the story just wasn't clicking for me, and I was being introduced to characters that sounded like they would be interesting, but I did. There was no setup, and of course it was the demo. I didn't fault it. I always intended to come back and try the game from the beginning, and I got to say like. The story, as it's set up from the beginning, is a lot more interesting than it just dropping you in. And I know that sounds like a, like kind of a, a no-brainer sort of remark. Of course, the story is going to be better when you've got the beginning. Um, but yeah, I, I I've been I've been enjoying it. I haven't played it with friends though, and I think that's where it's it's going to click for me. Is that when because that's the reason I picked it up is, or I'm planning on kind of I'm leaning towards picking it up because I know a lot of people who are going to be checking this one out. Um, now you're, you're, are you looking to play on PC or PS4? What are you looking for? Well, see, that's the thing. I, I went ahead and did the demo on PC as well as PS4. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my PC at this point is like seven, eight years old. You know, I've gone through, I've upgraded bits here and there and everything. And I don't know if maybe I just needed to update my, my video drivers or what was going on, but it was kind of, you know, a little sluggish. Yeah. I didn't like the mouse control very much. And I mean, granted, I do have a controller plugged in, so mm-hmm. I, I could have just used that. But I don't know. I, I, I it didn't run as well as I would have liked. So tried it on PS4, and I'm like, it was nice and smooth and everything. The combat felt good. You know, it wasn't as as kind of stuttery as I was getting here and there. Mm-hmm. So sadly, as much as I would love to play it on PC, I've got to go with PS4 for this. Yeah, and you're right. Like this is a very demanding game, and I've been playing on two. Uh, so I checked the demo out on Xbox One, and and. I'm an Xbox One X, and I did feel like, yeah, this this is very snappy. 
Um, I'm playing on my PC. Uh, I tried it on another PC with with a little more you know guts to it. But the funny thing is, is that it actually it it is a beefy game, and from what I've read. Uh, personally, when I set up a PC game, I'm tempted to jack it up because it's like, well, why else would I be playing on PC if I'm not going to, oh, exactly. you know, take the take the settings to 11? Uh, but it turns out with Anthem, like it's one of those games where they say like, no, like you you're going to want this on high, like not ultra because you know ultra provides very little gain for, and that's the thing that I I have a hard time wrapping my mind around PC gaming is that even though the options there doesn't mean it's for technology that exists for the average gamer uh, <laughs> or, or at all. Some I remember when The Witcher 3 launched, it's like, yeah, these settings, this is for when you play this game five years from now. You know, Something happened with, the, what, Crisis 2, I think? Yeah. Oh, the Crisis games were notorious for like <laughs> targeting hardware that was a decade out. And it's like... Exactly. And and I think Anthem, you know, the I've never had good luck with the... Uh, frostbite engine it's always been extra beefy for me and extra stuttery on any hardware i've played on um and i've been having issues with you know just pc gaming in general like my graphic drive uh, drivers just weren't upgrading correctly and i just i had to sit there and fiddle with it for like an hour last night so i, could, I didn't even get a chance to play but you know once it is running i think it and then i, I need to like tweak the settings a bit and I just need to be comfortable with like turning down veg- vegetation quality to like medium and just being like, it is what it is. Yeah. The veggies see, will be medium. That That's one of the neat things about a console is that at least, you know, that it's specced for those, mm-hmm. you know, those settings and everything. So you just hop in. It's like, okay, it's going to work. You know, it's going to work. It's going to be fine. As much as I would like to have the, the much better experience on PC and everything. It's like, I, at least this way, I know it's going to run. And I can just kind of jump in. I mean, after, of course, like the, the five-hour update that I'm sure it's going to have, <laughs> um, you know, I'll be able to get in there and actually play it and, and, and everything. So, like, I'm a little bummed that, uh, you know, a lot of my friend group is not going to be on the same console as me. But it just gives me the chance to either make new friends, you know, via Anthem and see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in the very least, you know, I can jump in and, you know, play with some, you know, some randos and stuff just to get the story. Because... Like, for me, that's the big thing that I'm going for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a Bioware game, so in theory, the story should be really good. I mean, aside from Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, Bioware has really hit it out of the park story-wise for me. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I'm only a couple hours in. Uh, I haven't reached the point in which the demo covers, but I'm only a couple hours in from the beginning. And I do like Bioware's treatment of characters, even though a lot of folks sometimes look at those characters and think like well these aren't great bioware characters but what i've experienced like owen i think john was talking about this last week owen is a great he he scratches all the itches for me like he's quirky he's funny he's outgoing and he's a perfect bioware character for for me Uh, but he wasn't in the demo but he was like kind of the strongest character that we were introduced to and i'm really digging that the combat i i chose the the storm guy like basically the the lightning bolt dude yeah yeah he's got a cape which honestly like (laughs) i don't subscribe to the incredibles in terms of no capes always capes yeah they have their purposes you know they're actually very like look at batman i mean Mm -hmm. he needs a cape otherwise you know half his stuff doesn't work all that well exactly and it's it's really just the aesthetics of having a cape it it just sounds Mm -hmm. i 
I wish I had a cape in real life. That would be fun. <laughs> um, but I'm 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 cautiously enjoying it. I want to play with friends. I want to check that out. But the one thing that that really is I was worried about was was matchmaking with strangers. And I've played more missions in in the first part of the game than I have with the demo. In that everything's matchmade. Every mission you go into drops in three other people. Yeah. And I was worried that was going to be tough. Like you'd have a bunch of voiceover, you'd have a bunch of, you know, people would be talking while you're trying to listen to the story, um, people racing to the objective. And honestly, I find like the story is geared towards you. Like the other players, whether they don't have voice chat on or whatever, they're not talking and you're just experiencing the story. Some of the encounters are a little easier than they, than, than you would hope they would be. But the matchmaking works. Uh, You just, you're in there, you're playing, and you, you hardly notice it. You, you just think they were AI characters, you know? So it's not obtrusive, you know, or sorry, it's not intrusive, right? It's, it's it, I don't know. Like, there's there are issues with the game, and I want to keep going to see, you know, whether they are ironed out. But, yeah, you're right. Like, it's a little sluggish on PC. I kind of I want to try it again on console just to see. But uh, I need to tweak the settings a little bit. I'm sure there's something in there that's that's bogging yeah. down the system. Uh, you know, there's always a sweet spot. You just have to find it. Yeah. And then once it's there, it's like, oh, you know, just completely smooth. Everything's great. Yeah. Uh, I am a little bummed, though, because so I, I went ahead and pre-ordered through Amazon and everything. I, mm-hmm. I'm like, what the heck? I'm I'm all in on this because sometimes it's just it has to be like I, I can't be hesitant. I have to go completely all in. So I got like the the whatever extra edition is that's like you know just the the tiny little step up that gives you like the new skins or whatever sure so i'm like okay great i'm excited for this This is gonna be great i'm doing it from amazon prime it's gonna show up and i'm gonna just install it while i'm like you know sitting there uh waiting for work to finish and and then all of a sudden i get notification oh it's gonna show up on monday oh i'm like come on well i mean to be fair it's probably good considering i've got a D game i need to dm on saturday so I, oh. I should focus on getting set up and everything for that but i mean at this point i just really want to get in jump in fly around and shoot some stuff the flying and the shooting and the combat is just it all feels good and honestly like that's where mass effect andromeda was one of those things where i really exactly. liked the combat and the and the jumping around that all felt really good and it's it's here in anthem the flying is isn't it is really cool like i don't think i've ever played another game like this where uh i've really experienced flying like it and and it's it is a lot of fun i want to see what they do with it whether it's just traversal or there's more like mechanics associated with it if it's just a point a to point b thing i could see that getting a little uh a a little you know tedious but if they do some interesting stuff with it like you know, time challenges or uh, even yeah, like, like threading the needle. To get somewhere or something. I mean, there's, yeah. And there's, there's more than just, Oh, I'm just flying straight to this thing. I mean, you have to worry about it, you know, how much you're, you're potentially going to overheat. Mm-hmm. So you need to, you know, like, you know, aim down to cool off a little bit, maybe try to find some water. I mean, it, it, it's a little bit more gamey than just, yeah, I'm just going over there. Yeah. So, you, you have to go chasing waterfalls in this game. Mm-hmm. You have to, <laughs> um, that's the second time I've made reference to that song in the last couple of days and not for Anthem. I think someone just happened to be talking about waterfalls at the time, but yeah, you, you, there, the, you're right. The cooling system, there is a little bit of, of min maxing there in terms of your traversal. And again, I found, that 
I'm able to get from point A to point B without overheating. But honestly, when you overheat, it is kind of really cool. Like they make overheating (laughs) a lot of fun because basically you see your meter in the bottom and then your character starts to, the meter turns red and then your character kind of like flashes and you, you crash. There's no fall damage. You just, you, you go into a free, not a free fall, but like a gliding fall. And yeah, it was, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it, 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 to, to see that happen and kind of the farther you fall, the more fun it is. Uh, uh, you know, and I got to say dive bombing into a lake is just, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, splash. And then you're just like in underwater flight mode. It's like, yeah, I'm doing good. Oh, oh it's just, there's so much about that game that just feels good. I know. And, you know, some of the criticisms of their, you know, the, the early game being tedious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think like that's where playing with friends is going to make, make or break it. So, exactly I, i'm gonna check it out with friends and we'll 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 come back to that in in the coming weeks i think anthem is going to be one of those games that'll have a long tail um they've already announced a lot of the support that they're looking to throw at it and i'm totally curious to see what that looks like because my major issue with 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 destiny was that it was always paid story content it was not something that was delivered in a in a way that i wanted to see you know and I want to see whether Bioware can keep up with a lot of the demands because it's all supposed to be free. So I want to know whether it's 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 the content I'm looking for. Like, is my investment at the beginning um, in a in what a lot of people are saying is kind of like a well, it's not unfinished, but like there's more that can be added that that, that we can expect. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to checking it out a little bit more, and then we'll talk more about it in the near future. Uh, but you're you you're playing The Last of Us, which is one yes. of my favorite games uh, from the PS3 era, and super looking forward to the sequel. But are you playing on the PS4, like the remastered version? Yep. Yeah, playing the remastered. This is actually my very first time through this game. I've never played it before. Mm. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I knew that it was supposed to be a great game. I bought the remastered version. I just sat on it for a while. And then back around, well, sometime in October, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do like a horror Halloween stream or something. What should I play? And mm. I mean, it, it, the option was The Last of Us or Ghostbusters for the for the 360, which I'm like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't play, you know, scary survival horror and stuff like that very often. So um, did a poll on Twitter. I'm like, I'm going to stream it. What do you want me to play? And it was The Last of Us. Well, life happened. Work got super busy. So I had like you know, an hour of gameplay. Like I didn't even get off on my own with Ellie yet, but by the time I was done with my first stream. So finally I have the time to get in there and and go through and start playing it. And I mean, for anyone who hasn't played this game, holy crap, it is amazing. It is so Mm -hmm. freaking good. I'm loving it. And I'm like maybe only gosh, five, six hours in at this point. And it, it's fun. And it's, I mean, the remastered version, it, it looks gorgeous. It's very immersive. Uh, of course, then again, I, I tend to get that way with a lot of games I play. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it's it's the perfect kind of survival horror for me because it's not, oh, I'm going to jump out and kill you all the time and stuff. You know, it's like the, the things that happen actually matter. And it, it, it's one of those games where if you die, it's because you screwed up and you know you screwed up versus, you know, the game being cheap in some way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it oh man, like I could probably go off on this for a couple hours, but <laughs> I'm just I'm having so much fun with it. In fact, uh, the last last time I streamed, which I think it was just on Tuesday, actually, um, I'm at this point where I like you know fell down an elevator shaft, landed in some water and stuff, right? 
So I go through, I'm like, okay, gonna do this. There's some, some ragers running around, took care of them. And then I find this key card. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just have to find the door that, that opens up the key card. Okay, this is great. Walk over, find the locked door. I slide the card in. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I fixed it or figured out this puzzle. Nothing happens. I'm like, I have to turn on power, don't I? Because I like one of the first things you see is this generator and all these wires going everywhere and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to take care of this. It's cool. Go down there, turn on the generator. I'm like, yeah, this is great. All of a sudden I hear like i'm like oh that's not good so then i prepare myself i'm gonna like fight my way there that doesn't work well at all so i die so then i'm i I, you know reloaded and like okay i'm just about to turn the generator on again i'm like okay i got a new plan here turn the generator on and then i held down r1 and or l1 and ran my butt off the entire way trying to get to this key card and things I hear, you know, running out, just ah, clickers are coming after me and everything. I'm just like, my heart's going crazy. I'm like, oh, there's the door. I'm running, running. And I go to hit the key card and I prompted the door instead. I'm like, no. <laughs> so then I like quickly turn, do the key card and then quickly turn back, hit the door. And like in my headphones, I hear them like they've got to be right behind me. And, you know, I didn't look back or anything. I'm just like, I'm just going to book it. I'm just going to go. Mm. I get through the door, closes, and then it's like, okay, we're done. That sequence is over now because you close <laughs> the door. And I, I mean, my heart's racing and I'm just like, oh, my God. I mean, that, that's just like a tiny little thing of what happened in this game. And it just got me going so much. Mix stuff like that mm. with this, like, incredible story with these two characters that you just fall in love with so fast. I mean, the intro of The Last of Us just just pulls you in and grabs you and, like, takes your heart and just rips it out and throws it on the ground. It's like, this is the kind of game you're going to play. And you just want more of it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I love it. The game, when, when I played it back when it came out and then I tried to play, I, I, I booted it back up when it, when it was remastered. The game kind of takes the genre of survival horror and zombies and kind of takes your perception of, you know, Resident Evil and, uh, you know, Walking Dead and all that and kind of takes more of a Walking Dead approach, you know, the good seasons where there's, uh, you know, there's this drama and there's these great characters, but there's also, it's an apocalypse. And my favorite part about The Last of Us is it doesn't set it just after the apocalypse doesn't set it a couple years after the apocalypse it fast forwards almost over a decade and you get those interactions with ellie the character who who grew up in the apocalypse and you get these great interactions between her and joel about um there's there's a great one where a, a minor spoiler it's not really a spoiler but they they come across coffee and he's explaining coffee to her and she's like, okay, I don't get it. As I, and but it's those interactions that are very interesting to me, and and I love the fact that they take full advantage of the apocalypse having been around for so long, and the game is quite long too. Like that's another thing that really surprised me, is that most of the time these type of narrative, super narrative driven action game survival horror are kind of kept tight. You know, because they don't want you to get sick of being chased by monsters. And with this, they, they've they designed it in a way where it is a 20 plus hour game, but you're not feeling like 
you're you're being confined to a space for too long it's it's a journey you know the game is a is a is is a journey from point a to point b but it's a long journey it's like the the environment's constantly shifting and Mm -hmm. changing it's it's sure it's still post-apocalyptic everywhere you go and i haven't made it out of the city yet but even within the confines of the city uh i mean things are different enough that you really see the progression of you know just of just moving through it all Mm -hmm. and I mean, talk about interactions between Joel and Ellie. Uh, I'm, again, still really close to the beginning. So uh, when she found the comic book that that she stole from Bill and she's just like, oh, man, you know, to be continued or whatever. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, we are going to find you every damn ver- or issue of that comic <laughs> book because <laughs> it's like I want her, you know, I want her to read it. I want her to see that. And again, hearing just different things of, of how she grew up and, and, you know, not knowing some of this stuff and him just trying to explain things. It's, it's great character development and it really makes you feel for both of the characters. There's so much, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's the perfect time to play it because the sequel is supposed to be, I'm pretty sure is coming out this year at some point, if not. Exactly. I would like, the funny thing is it's either going to come out in the winter or it's going to be a a summer release next year. Like Naughty Dog tends to look at releases. I know The Last of Us originally launched in like a June time frame, mm-hmm. um, but then again, I think Uncharted Four was like a was like a fall time that was, frame. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that came out around the fall. Yeah. So well, I mean, we'll learn more. I mean, I know E3, uh, Sony is skipping E three this year. So we won't get a release date then, but yeah, that's so crazy to me that they're doing that. But it's wild. I mean, with the way that E three has been going, I it kind of makes sense though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at what Nintendo's doing and, and the fact that they've opted. They still treat the show floor with with great respect, and then they show up uh, with a with a full deck, but they they don't do the big conference, which is probably the most expensive thing. And the most, yeah. the, the biggest waste of money, like when you can literally just put a video up on, on Twitch and be like, we'll see you in 40 minutes, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I kind of respect that. I remember when Nintendo started their directs, everyone's like, oh, this is it. This is, this is it. And it's like, no, they actually kind of changed the way announcements are made. You know, if. Well, I mean, it's not like they can have Miyamoto come out with the Master Sword every single time, you know? Well, and. and- they also did have that puppet one which was pretty good too yeah well they could do some great stuff with the direct format and that that they wouldn't be able to do or they wouldn't be able to pull off as well in a live format um but you know speaking of nintendo directs tetris 99 was a surprise release uh after the direct that just aired uh, a week ago and it's a battle royale tetris game uh made by nintendo published by nintendo so this is a nintendo developed game and it's exclusive to the nintendo switch and it's online uh uh it's online service so you have to be obviously you have to be subscribed to the online service because it's an online game but it is a free to play tetris battle royale so much fun it's tetris right like everyone loves tetris but uh yeah it's like battle mode do you remember playing battle mode in tetris like for the i don't know they've a lot of oh, the yeah. more recent ones have battle mode, right? Exactly. And, I mean, you know, going up against uh, Nevermore is always fun in any sort of puzzle game because, you know, you're given the same pieces. But, like, she and I, we think so differently that, mm-hmm. like, I'm pulling out Tetris while she's doing a different way and, and, you know, everything's working. Like, there's there's no 
okay, there might be arguments on this, but there's no exact <laughs> way to play the perfect Tetris game. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their own way and, and, and fits it all together. So uh, she texted me as soon as the, the information came out about it, and I haven't had a chance to play it yet. So I've got to ask you, mm-hmm. what is it like actually going up against 99 other people? So Tetris, Tetris is a game that ramps up very slowly and then and then before you know it you are being bombarded with with tetris pieces in tetris 99 the way it works is you're 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 booted up you're matched with 100 people you can see everybody's board uh beside your board so you kind of have to narrow in and kind of focus in on it uh, because it can get pretty flashy but again like the regular tetris game it starts slow you know your enemies are kind of throwing a couple lines at you here and there and then all of a sudden they're sending like six lines your way and you're getting it from a couple of enemies and they they do some really great stuff with visuals to kind of alert to you like hey if you don't do something these 12 lines are going to appear and then you're or you're you're point of no return buddy oh. <laughs> um so it's very visual it's it's very it feels fair but it's a very hectic uh, tetris game it's kind of like when you look at a battle royale you know you, the early stages you're kind of building up your momentum getting some some armor you know, you're kind of working your way up. And then all of a sudden, as things start to come around you, you're like, oh, this is getting quite hectic. So it's similar in Tetris 99, where after maybe the first two minutes, you start to really feel the heat from around you. And then you slowly get to see these uh, the people get game over and drop out. And then you're like top you know, top 25, top 10. And it's, it's very, very hectic. Um, but that's what I remember from Tetris Battle Mode, right? Very hectic. Mm-hmm. Oh. Exactly. But yeah, if you yeah. have a Nintendo, do you have the Nintendo online uh, service? Yes. Yeah, I actually uh, picked that up when I picked up Smash Brothers. I'm like, if I'm going to play with people, this is the only way it's going to happen anytime soon. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, you played Smash against uh, against Kearney. How did that go? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did get some, I did get some uh, ring outs on him, but only Good. because I had the my ultimate smash that's the only reason um see here's the thing with smash brothers and me uh-huh. uh i i forget that you can block yes so i'm just constantly going in full out on attack the entire time and he's just like i'm just gonna block i'm like that's great at some point this block is gonna break and i'm gonna hit you and yeah. it, it you know I, I got some good hits in there every now and then but he is a master oh my gosh i cannot believe just how bad i am like i thought i was decent but wow <laughs> he's really good at that game and i i think i told the, the story at the at the wedding table it was like i remember uh, i roomed with him in university and i remember being so excited because it's like oh man finally i've got people who i can play smash with i'm, I'm living with them this is gonna be like two years of just smash <laughs> brothers and then the first couple matches it was just like oh right okay no i'm you're really good at this. He's really good at a lot of video <laughs> games, but he's really good at Smash yeah. Brothers. But that's not to say it isn't fun uh, to play uh, Smash Brothers with him. I, I've had a lot of fun playing Smash Brothers with, with him and many other people. And really, with skill skill level, it, it, it there's still those those chances where you can kind of get a leg up. Um, exactly. But I'm glad you have the online uh, for for Nintendo Switch because I think Tetris 99 is a game that is it's kind of it's it's there's no lose here like it's a free game it's tetris and it's a lot of fun and i think that it it kind of it's a spin on the tetris formula that you don't see very often and it's funny because 
Tetris is a game that's been around for 30 years, yet they still find ways to kind of manipulate yeah. the formula, you know? Yeah, that's something that I was incredibly surprised about, is that, uh, one, a new Tetris game came out, it, and that there is something new to it. And, I mean, there's been so many different versions of it, and mm-hmm. just... Uh, so, okay, I watched the... Uh, uh, I think it's the gaming historian on YouTube or something did the whole like saga of Tetris licensing. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of crazy how much effort and work went into Nintendo actually finally acquiring the license for home console use. So knowing that they've just kind of kept that, that connection going and everything and seeing it pop up on the switch is something that is just, I don't know. It makes me really happy. It's really cool. And I gotta say, I like the idea of other types of games doing like a battle royale kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I did play a bunch of Tetris growing up. I mean, who didn't, you know, in, in our demographic. But the one that I really want to see a whole bunch more for, and, you know, like if they had a, a battle royale version of this, Dr. Mario. Mm-hmm. That's where I spent a ton of time. It was, it was my sister and I just going back and forth, constantly trying to one up each other and beat each other. And, and I don't know what it is about puzzle games, but for some reason, that one just clicks with me so well. Yeah, Dr. Mario, um, I remember, so it came out on the Wii, and uh, it came out on the Wii, it was during university, and we played it so much, and I think it drove some of my roommates crazy, because we just, <laughs> while we weren't playing, we'd just be singing, and be like, bricky, 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 and it's just, you know, you sing the song, <laughs> exactly. and you know, you're making your dinner, you're making your, your snacks, your lunch for school and stuff, and you're just <laughs> singing the song, and it's just, you hear it out of the corner of the house, just like, would you please play something else so you can learn a different song? Uh, well, then and, you do the other song that was with, with oh, uh, yeah. Dr. Mario. <laughs> I could, it's like Jurassic Park. You remember the one, and then you struggle to remember the other theme. <laughs> exactly. So you've, you've got... Bricky, 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 bricky. So what's the other one? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Fever and Chill. I remember the names, but yeah. I don't remember which one's which all the time i'm surprised they didn't let us take over for the soundtrack of the wedding and just go up to the mic and be like oh we totally could have done it yeah yeah yeah. it wasn't guarded or anything yeah Um, i would have backed you up (laughs) you distract the dj i'm going for the mic and i'm gonna sing the dr mario theme for and then once you're done you've been sixed yeah table six and then you pick the mic out of the stand and then you drop it exactly yeah no uh dr mario and again like dr mario is returning to to smartphones this summer with an ios game and and probably google android as well so that's not good i'm not gonna work anymore no yeah i mean yeah (laughs) i'll still work but like my breaks will be you know dr mario i was gonna sing it again when i realized i think i put people through it's stuck in everyone's head now so um but no tetris 99 is so much fun it's a great pickup and play it works great on uh on your television as well as uh on the handheld mode so definitely check it out and it's it's so much fun um i wanted to quickly touch on the fact that i i did pick up gathering storm the expansion for civilization six Ooh, how uh, is it well, see, this is the thing. I missed, I did not pick up Rise and Fall, the expansion oh. that came out last year. And I, I'm I'm not a huge Civ fan, but I respect Civ, and I, I've always liked the idea of being good at that game. But I think with Rise and Fall, I was just like, you know what? 
I put like 10 hours into Civilization. I had my game and I think I'm just not ready to go back to it. Uh, and I just, I, I'm like, you know what? I'm on strike. I'm not playing this game until they add a Canadian Civilization. And then they did with Gathering Storm. So Canada's in there. Wilfred Laurier. Very good. A prime minister that was uh, that a lot of people like. So he's in there. Sunny Ways, all that fun stuff. And, you know, they have the, the Mounties are a special unit. They have hockey oh, rings. I know. And <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm... I think when I I think when Civilization Six came out, I played as the United States of America because I like to play you know the the countries that I kind of know uh, in in real life. So what I did was I I didn't realize this, but when I was playing as Canada, they kind of like feed the national anthem in as you're playing as part of the music. Oh, and I was really digging it. I was like, okay, like I'm really glad that they finally added Canada here because now I have my country to play as in Civilization. And it's it's really cool. It's it's nice to be back in here uh, in this game. And, and what's what's majorly different about Gathering Storm is, they, is they've added um, sort of natural disasters. Uh, and okay. and it's kind of it's not just like oh a tornado hit. It's more based. It's on, not Sims. <laughs> no, it's not Sims. <laughs> there are volcanoes, but it's more it's more civilization based in that it's kind of I wouldn't say grounded, but more related to sort of historical things that might have happened so like if you settle near uh, a river so i've settled near the mckenzie the mckenzie river and it says like on the tile like hey this 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 is a floodplain you know and the okay. the river can flood and then that can damage your tiles sometimes permanently and damage your improvements as well so there's kind of like some strategic push and pull of like you you can get bonuses by settling next to water, but that river could flood and then and then take out some of those improvements and, and even permanently damage the tile. So that's kind of one of the examples of the Gathering Storm natural disaster system. Gotcha. But there's also like volcanoes and they erupt, but there's also some good things about volcanoes. Like when they erupt, they kind of like add fertilizer to some of the tiles. Mm-hmm. So again, there's like that risk reward of settling near a near a volcano. Personally, um, I don't think that's a wise idea to settle next I to mean, a volcano. Look, if you're going to start your civilization as Pompeii, mm-hmm. I mean, you just kind of have to. Other <laughs> yeah. than that, eh, maybe stay a couple tiles away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, you're going to like appreciate the volcano from afar. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I've experienced, you know, droughts have kind of rolled in and they affect like a certain section. And, and that's like basically you just see like some cloud dust come in and, and, and your crops don't grow in that area. Um, and I think I've seen like, you know, major downpours, like like tropical storms. And I'm sure there's more in there, but that's those are the natural disasters I've, I've come across. But I, I think the flooding system is kind of the most interesting because it's even like if you're a coastal um, civilization, you know, you're, you're on yeah. the ocean. There's, there's even things there where you have to keep in mind that like, you're going to want to improve your sea buildings in a way that, that protects them from, from flood damage, you know? Exactly. And, and that is totally an option. You can, you can tech into that. And I'm sure there are even civilizations that allow you to be more, um, near water, you know, yeah, like maybe Britain has some, some, you know, like Island are countries. You- 
are you able to do like artificial coves or anything or in order to like kind of break some of the waves to keep it that down maybe uh maybe i i haven't really got that far like i'm i think okay so i've played like a three hours or so i i need to get more time with it but i played about three hours which is kind of like you're out of the medieval stage or or maybe no wait i'm in the medieval stage i think right now so i'm kind of like making knights and, gotcha. and swordsmen okay. um it's kind of weird it's kind of pulling me out of it because before it's like it never really bothered me because it's like i I have no attachment to this country it's just a country but then with canada it's like wait a minute like we didn't have knights or swordsmen it's cool don't get me wrong but like i thought that's what the mounties were they were just you know the the knighthood of canada (laughs) basically they've always existed uh back in medieval times the royal canadian mounted police Mm -hmm. just strolling in with uh with swords in hand um yeah it's it's a lot of fun and but here's the thing here's the thing i was curious about so i skipped rise and fall and i was like what does that mean for me when i purchase gathering storm a lot of the concerns for gathering storm is that there's not a lot added there's a lot of refinements and obviously new civilizations but but it also costs i think 20 dollars more than than an average expansion for the game um so to me like i i kind of look at this and like well i didn't pick up rise and fall and how does that impact my gameplay with with gathering storm and this is kind of the unfortunate part is that all of the features that were added in rise and fall like the loyalty system and the dark and golden ages those are present in my games for gathering storm so i'm basically grand or or, sorry those those systems are ported over and then put into gathering storm so in my mind i kind of get them for free but i bought the more expensive expansion yet there are no discounts for people from what i can tell no discounts for folks that already own rise and fall so it's a little so weird with rise and fall is is it just uh, maybe different civilizations that are available as opposed to you know more of the mechanics heavy uh, bits mm-hmm. yeah so so i get the mechanics and the, the, the gameplay changes that were added in Rise and Fall, but I do not have access to the civilizations and the scenarios that were added as part of Rise and Fall. Okay. So I think I'm well, missing I mean, out on like eight civilizations that were added with that expansion. To be fair, are they good civilizations? I mean, they're not Canada. If not, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's my, I, I know, I'm not a, a deep civilization, you know, player. Like for folks who who have, who really enjoy that franchise and have to have all all of the gameplay and want to try out different civilizations for me it's like i get one maybe two 10 hour games each and i'm like cool i've done my part you know i'll try the scenario a better place exactly i have i have launched the rocket um i've taken gandhi out of the game we all did we all banded together um i love that gandhi is just this force to be reckoned with in this game it's it's so fantastic i love (laughs) Like, the story behind how that even happened is just, it boggles the mind. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once you actually find out, it's like, oh, he got even more diplomatic, which pushed him over the edge to the most hostile person in the world. <laughs> just, oh, that's great. Yeah. And the thing is, with, with Canada, like, you are, it's you're, it's modeled after, after the country and its values in that you cannot declare surprise war but no one can declare surprise war on you you are encouraged and rewarded for bringing countries together and having conversations so a new feature that that i had just experienced in gathering storm was the world congress 
and it brings everybody together and you can actually vote on bonuses that will be present in the game for the next i think 30 or 40 turns and well, that's you, cool yeah it is really neat and it uses the resource of diplomatic favors that you can then trade between countries uh in between rounds to kind of build up you know the ability to get more votes and stuff so there's some really interesting mechanics in here and it's not just you know if people are worried that it's just going to be like oh they've just added storms and volcanoes like that is one feature uh, that's in there but really like this the world congress and all of the different things they added with rise and fall like it it kind of is building this this game that isn't just about you know progressing through the menus and and watching you know your the numbers go up it's also about interacting with your fellow civilizations and protecting yourself against natural disasters and and the other civilizations as well um but so far I'm, I'm really enjoying it i need to get a lot more time with it it is a civ game so obviously i've, I've just scratched the surface mm-hmm. um i do not have mounties yet that's one of the things that i need to We're work towards them. yeah it's like a power you know, unit, right? So you get them last. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I do have to say, since uh, last weekend was my very first time visiting Canada, mm-hmm. and the fact that I have fallen in love with the country, uh, if I ever do pick up Civilization Six, I am probably heading right there for my Civ. <laughs> well, I, I haven't like the funny thing is when you choose them as your civilization, you don't hear them talk, so I don't know what he sounds like. So I kind of also want to play against <laughs> Canada. So that we can, like, I can be friends with Canada, but also hear the lovely tones of French Canadian Wilfred Loyer. So I'm sounds good. <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm glad to be back with Civ. I feel bad that I skipped Rise and Fall, but but honestly, the fact that I get all of those features with Gathering Storm outside of the civilizations, like, I'm surprised not a lot of people are talking about that. Considering a lot of folks are talking about the increase in price for Gathering Storm. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear from folks. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe those are just present in the game, but they actually don't do anything. It's just more superficial, and, and it's not actually doing anything. But I, I could have sworn I activated a, a golden age. So uh, And basically what that does is it gets gives you extra bonuses for the next age until until the game changes. So yeah, there is, an, there is a, a reason to, to kind of aim for that stuff. But yeah, really, really enjoying so far being... Being a Canadian in a Canadian, being Canadian and playing a Canadian, I guess it's not very it's not very often we get acknowledged in large scale uh, products <laughs> of anything, and you know usually Canada's like I think I remember watching um, the the day day tomorrow day after tomorrow, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah Canada just froze they're all frozen yep. <laughs> and and not in a funny haha Canada's always cold not they all dead, you know yeah. And it's Pretty like, much. maybe I don't like being acknowledged. And, it, you know, there was also Mars Attacks. They show everything getting hit. And it's just like, it's probably like the aliens just didn't even realize, like, oh, no one lives in that tundra. It's fine. Um, you know, honestly, though, I would prefer that over <laughs> everything that I saw. Because, I mean, the closest <laughs> thing that they showed near me would be Vegas. And True. Well, let's just say they didn't get along very well. No. <laughs> that movie always creeped me out. I can't place oh. it. Oh, it's such a great movie, though. It, I love it, it so much. Just the way everyone dies and the way the aliens kind of come in and, like, it, like, it kind of turns around once they realize that they can just play music really loud and that makes their heads <laughs> yes. pop. That's where the movie's like, okay, this is funny again. But, like, taking Pierce Brosnan's head and putting it on a chihuahua <laughs> or, 
Yeah, it, I can't remember. Someone's head was put on a chihuahua, but that it was just... Sarah Jessica Parker, and his was, like, just kind of hanging in this robotic, Ugh. like... Well, not even robotic, but just, just hanging. Getting the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Okay, uh... Although, <laughs> I, I will say, best part of that movie is when one of the aliens is chasing just some random people down the street, holding the translation thing, and he's like, ah, 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 and <laughs> do not run. We are your friends. I mean, while he's shooting at them and everything. Just, oh, best part of that movie. Yeah, and then, well, there's one where, like, she's... The alien's dressed up as a lady and then bites Martin Short's mm-hmm. finger off. Like, ugh. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, with that, let's talk about patreon.com slash the gamers in. We want to thank our February patron, which is Dominic. Thank you so much for being a patron. If you want to join in on the fun, you can go to patreon.com slash the gamers in, which brings us to our news topic. It would not be a week in video games if a CEO or a president wasn't retiring or stepping down or, or, or being fired. But in this case, we look at Nintendo where Reggie fils has retired as the president of Nintendo of America. And this was kind of like, this, this to me, like, I, I went through it. I love Nintendo, um, mm-hmm. and I love Reggie, and I kind of think, like, but I also look at this, and I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm kind of happy for him. He's retiring. Yeah, exactly. You know? This didn't come across to me, at, like, when Mike Morheim stepped down, I was like, hmm, that's really weird. But, like, Reggie retiring, it's like, good for him. Like, he's, I think now is a good time for him to retire, right? They're in a good spot. He really is. I mean, he's been the face of Nintendo for, what, the last, like, 10, Mm -hmm. 12 years, something like that. And he's always brought, like, you know, his enthusiasm and energy and everything into, you know, just anything he's been involved with. And you got to love the guy. He's just a ton of fun. He really loves the product. And, I mean, I'm... Honestly, I'm I'm a little sad that he's going, but you're right. I'm I'm happy for him that he's he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna step down. I'm gonna spend some time with my family and friends, and just you know, enjoy life now. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad he's able to do that. Yeah, it. You know, you look at a lot of these. Oh, well, Nintendo specifically as a Japanese company, and you look at the Japanese side of things, and you look at the developers there. Like, I. It's hard to picture you know, Miyamoto retiring or, or Sakurai on the smash team retiring. Like they're kind of lifers. Right. And when, and when you look yeah. at Satoru Iwata, who, who, you know, literally passed away as the president or the CEO, I can't remember the, you know, at the, at the top of the top of the company, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's kind of sometimes how you see Nintendo execs, but on the, the Nintendo of America side, it is very different. It's, it's a different country. It's a different culture. So, Reggie stepping down, I think it's a good, it's a good spot for him. Like if he had stepped down during the Wii U era, we might be thinking like, well, this can't be good. But the yeah, fact that he's doing exactly. it in the Switch era, you know, height of height of the company, um, it's it's good for him to to be able to step away. And and the person who's stepping in to replace him is is Bowser. That. Okay, so when I first saw that on Twitter, I'm like, what? Like, no. You know, I actually literally thought it was like, you know, some sort of cartoon character. Like, like, oh, no, he's taking over. But, I mean, okay, Wario would have been a better example for that. Yeah. But, I mean, I just thought, like, okay, David Bowser's taking over. And then I'm just like, no. Like, this can't be real. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny, this Bowser character, when they added him to the roster, uh, he they, they did have fun with it. Which is totally, like, sometimes you wouldn't put it past Nintendo. Like, 
sometimes they're very rigid in, in terms of their staffing and stuff but the nintendo of america has uh, and and all of nintendo really has been able to get away uh, with a lot more just kind of poking fun at themselves and you know the fact that they've they've got uh bowser in here who who actually came into the company as uh i think the head of marketing in america or something like that, that sounds right yeah like he i think he actually started where reggie actually started which was something to do with head of marketing or product something anyways it's it's it, it looks like they're in good hands like in the video that he posted he talked a lot about you know uh, uh bowser's work and and the reason everyone should not be worried and the fact that he's taking over is a good thing um you know nintendo of america is also kind of like is kind of this you know arm's length kind of subsidiary of nintendo as a whole but yeah. uh as far as I know, like they've they've been getting more and more autonomy as as the Switch just does better and better. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of this of this Switch and and haha, to see whether uh, you know Nintendo <laughs> has some fun with it. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is that the little bits and pieces that we actually saw of of uh, Doug Bowser is he looked like he was someone who you know would have fun. He played mm-hmm. along with stuff and. I think that uh, we really are in good hands at this point. I mean, like I said, going to miss Reggie, but uh, you know what? It's just a new adventure, and we're moving forward with someone new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens, and I think with E3 around the around the corner, we'll certainly see uh, Bowser's reign begin in a fun and colorful way. I, I can't wait to see how they address it. Um, if you have thoughts about what we've discussed, Anthem, Last of Us, uh, Reggie retiring, certainly hit up our Discord, bit.ly slash TGI Discord, and discuss all the fun stuff that we talked about right here on this show. Ben, thank you so much for joining me on the show. This is your first time guesting on the Gamers Inn. I hope we are able to have you uh, back on the show in the near future. But uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, best place to find me actually is just going to be on Twitter. I'm at Ben the Mage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also do a, a show, as we said before, Azeroth Roundtable. If you you know like hearing some people just randomly chat about, wow, you know we we're not a news show, we're nothing even close to that. Uh, we just talk. So check out uh, Azeroth Roundtable. Cool. That sounds fun. Uh, well, you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find Jocelyn at Joss Plays, myself at R. Murphy, and Ben at Ben the Mage. You can also follow the show at The Gamers Inn for show updates. The video versions of all our episodes will be streamed on Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash thegamersin and are available after the fact uh, on Twitch. So, And also you can email the show, info at gamersinpodcast.com if you'd like to chat further about all the fun topics we brought up. Maybe even Mars Attacks. Did we... Did you get the heebie-jeebies as I did when you thought of Martin Short's finger being eaten by piranhas? Now I'm thinking about it. That's great. Going to be tough sleeping tonight. You know what? Uh, that's okay because that. Okay, so just a quick story aside. You know, yeah, I yeah. was of the same age, but that's the movie that had me fall in love with Natalie Portman. Just going to toss that out there. Was Natalie Portman in that? Oh yeah, she was the president's daughter. Oh yeah. Maybe I mean I need to watch that movie again. I. I I remember Michael J. Fox having a rough go. He basically turned to dust. That is a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Have a great week.